Discourse 8, 30 March 2001 Gratitude, Cracking the Code Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim We know that Allah made and created us because He loves to be known. This suggests that as long as our lives are concerned with witnessing Him, knowing Him, we will be in the center of our purpose. Witnessing Him has an essence and an attribute. The essence is to see the perfection in what He has made, and the attribute is to act with an attitude of service from the station of being the one who is amazed at the perfection of what he witnesses. Witnessing him is to recognize his traces in the implicit sense of design in the world that surrounds you. If you can look at the leaf of a tree, at the wing of a fly, and say subhanallah, then you're fulfilling the purpose of you being here. That is why he has made you. Everything else is a sideshow. Whatever you pursue as work, the earning of a living, raising of children, or tending the sick, it is all incidental. It is not the essence. This is not, of course, to suggest that one should not do these things, like tending to the sick, feeding the orphan, and raising the child. But you do not tend to these things on the basis of having to fix it, or of having somehow to make the world work. If I am of the view that my project somehow makes things work, then I am dethroning him and putting myself in his place. This is because I then claim to be the fixer. I am the one who is in charge, when in fact it is the other way around. When I see his traces in the beauty of the leaf, and in the perfection of a dog's ear, and in the kindness of a glance in the mother's eye, my heart is filled with gratitude. And that gratitude has to go somewhere. The vessel of my heart is filled, overflowing, and it spills out into service. So you do not serve to fix things. You serve as a joyful expression of gratitude to your Lord. If service is done from this point of view, then service is light. It is gentle and it is unassuming. It doesn't claim any significance for the server. Service done from any other point of view is poison. It is demeaning both to the server and the served. If you should help somebody across the road with a sanctimonious attitude that says, Oh, look at how good I am, how useful I am to you. You may just as well have kicked the person because your act has been empty. Your generosity has meant nothing. Your generosity was nothing but a claim to significance. We know that the only significant is He. Everything else is a reflection of Him. The essence of shirk is to assign significance to anything other than Him. The worst shirk is for the self to claim significance for itself. That is darkness. We are made to cast the light of our consciousness over the magnificence of His work and to recognize that it is awesome. The two beams in my eyes are like torches that light up that which is out there, that which is a hidden treasure. However, when I find myself significant, these beams no longer shine out to touch the wanderer out there, they now flip in. The self tries to make itself seen to itself. The result of this is that nothing is illuminated, but everything remains in darkness. A person who finds themselves significant is repulsive, perverse, and ugly. They are misapplying their attention to a purpose that it was not designed for. Your attention was made for him, not for yourself. Therefore, the secret to achieving success on this path is to first cultivate an attitude of gratitude for that which you have and for that which you can see. Look at the things that actually surround you. If you are not amazed by what's around you, you are not seeing it as it is. It is impossible not to find something that is immediately around you in any given moment which is not truly astonishing. Why are your hands shaped like this? 
Why do you have a hard skin under the soles of your feet? Why do you see light and hear sound? How does your breakfast become your ability to catch the bus? The design of things is truly extraordinary. Therefore, the gratitude that I'm talking about is not what your mother admonished you for. Eat your dinner and think about the starving children in Ethiopia. It is not like that. It is to open your eyes and to look at what is around you. Is it not amazing? You might be murderously furious with somebody, but if you cannot look at that person and find something beautiful about him or her, you, then you are lying to yourself. It may be something quite simple. It might be the shape of their jawbone or the shape of their hands. If you observe them carefully, they will always be disproportionately more in any human being that one can be amazed with than what can be, one can be irritated about. This means to say that irritation is a choice. It is a choice based on deliberately filtering out that which is amazing. When you are reacting negatively to a person, there is always more to them than what you are reacting to. However, you have to allow your vision to widen so that you can pick up more than the things you are reacting to. The measure of the degree to which you have done this is the degree to which you spontaneously and sincerely exclaim, Alhamdulillah, in that situation. You are only seeing the situation as it is while you are truly enchanted and amazed with it. This is what we are taught is bewilderment. Only based on this fullness of heart can you trust your own actions or does your action become trustworthy. When you transact with the world from this place, you are no longer transacting with the world in order to be important, useful or significant. You are transacting with the world in order to express your gratitude to your Lord. We usually get this the wrong way around. I work in order to achieve something or to get something. You say, well, what is it that you want? Then I will say, I want to have peace or I want to have a sense of fulfillment. This is why I do these things. This is why I work. I want to have a full heart. I want to feel secure. However, this is the wrong way around. You do not work to have a grateful heart, you know. Have a grateful heart and then you can work. In fact, then only is your work worthy, constructive and of real benefit to yourself and others because it is then worship. It is the other way around. The fulfillment you are after is immediately at hand. You do not work to get happiness. You are happy and therefore you work. It's a spontaneous dance of gratitude to your Rabb. You do not have to look for this. It is with you already. It is closer to you than your jugular vein. Sheikh Fadallah once asked me, what does Assalamu Alaikum mean? I mumbled some nonsense and he replied, it means the peace is already with you. You do not have to achieve anything. It is there. What, you're, what are you looking for? You are looking for the thing that you are sitting on. The Vietnamese Zen monk Thich Nhat Hanh expresses this well when he says, there is no way to enlightenment. Enlightenment is the way. This means that there is no path to have a quiet heart, which is at peace. Have the quiet heart and then you will see the way. Be grateful and you would see what you should do. It is only once your action is this way around, first the full heart and then the act, that you will stop wanting to manage the affair when you look out into the future. You will see that I have looked at it and I found his sign. Everything that has come out of the past demonstrably has Allah's signature on it. The tree has it, the car has it, the man's face has it, the event has it, and even the person I'm wanting to throttle has it. They all have it. Subhanallah. They all bear this incredible sense of design. Everything has a sense of design. If you look carefully, you will see that even the silliest little events of your life have a sense of design. Initially, it seems as though they have no significance at all. However, 
Reflect about it carefully and you will see a pattern. You will see the patterns of meaning that are woven through your life and through the cosmos. In this pattern, everything is in place. Nothing is arbitrary. There are no accidents. Every single event comes from one hand. There is one writer to that script, and that is Allah. There is no other. There is no one else. There is no other cause. He is the cause. When you know that, it means that when you look into the future, you accept that which is coming towards you. It is coming from the same sense of design. And what you then do does not interfere with that sense of design. It helps it. When you are no longer taking charge, your actions are trustworthy. They are trustworthy because you and your interests are not in them. If your actions towards the world are based on a desire to take charge, you are not acting on why you are here. You are acting to witness that he is in charge. He has only made us to know him. So if you look at what's coming towards you and you say that you want to stop it or alter it, your attitude is consistent with shirk. It is ignorance. You have missed the point of why you have been created. He is in charge. We are not in charge. He is the creator. We are the creatures. He is the puppeteer and we are the puppets. He is the director and we are the actors. He has written the play and we are the characters. He is the author and the only reason he has written all of this is so that we can appreciate the story. The whole universe that you get presented with is a story that is written for you for one reason only, for your appreciation and delight. That is why he has written it. He has done it all to enchant you. His creation is therefore the supreme act of love, the supreme manifestation of generosity. He informs us that he has done all of this because he wants to share his wonders. Because who is he? He is the hidden treasure which proclaims, I love to be known. He is the wonderful. He is the majestic. And that is what he wants to share with you. He wants to grant your existence from him so that he can share his with you, so that you may be delighted. Our job is to be nothing other than an appreciative audience. In addition, while we stay on the path of appreciative gratitude, we are saved. We can then trust our actions. We can know that we will deal with the world correctly. As soon as our perspective moves away from that, and it does no matter how benevolent we are trying to be, or how good or how kind, our actions are dangerous to ourselves and others. He is the one who grants sickness. He is the one who grants health. He grants you the capacity to facilitate the help so that you can see the extraordinary nature of his design. Your capacity and your assistance are at the best nothing other than instruments to bear witness that his design works. The farmer doesn't grow the tree. He facilitates the growth. The doctor doesn't heal the patient. He facilitates healing. Farmers do not make trees and doctors do not make health. These things existed before the farmer or the doctor were there. These things existed in the natural order of things, the natural order decreed by the Lord. From one point of view, we could say that these things only exist to indicate that his machinations work. The healing of the patient and the growing of the tree exist because they provide yet another vantage point from which we may be amazed at him. This allows one to disconnect from outcomes and allows one to see the wandering things that do not apparently go our own way. Thus, when the doctor is treating the patient and the patient dies, he is still amazed at his Lord. He still sees the design in the apparently dysfunctional. When we crack this, our whole attitude towards existence becomes pleasant, joyful, experimental and curious. It is not heavy and it doesn't presume to carry the burdens of the world or of having to fix the world. It is light 
Our attitude towards life should be light-hearted, kind and appreciative, not bent with woes and concerns of how terrible things are and how hard we have to work to fix it. It is not up to us to fix it. He has promised us quite emphatically in the Qur'an that the world and everything in it are not fixable because they are cast in a mold of cataclysmic destruction. There will come a day that he will rip these mountains apart. There will come a day where he will smash this whole existence to atoms. Alhamdulillah. So stop the silliness of trying to save the world. Save yourselves. Save yourselves by taking on your true status of worshipping. This means that you are the one who seeks to be nothing other than grateful, appreciative and amazed at what is happening. Be the one who is so fascinated with the actions of his Lord that he has a pleasant disregard for outcomes. Take on the status of the faqir, which is not to wish there to be sun when you're in the shade and not to wish to be in the shade when you're in the sun. It is all good and it is all from one source and there is no disapproval about it. If you do not have this attitude in this age, you will go mad. There is so much kufr around us, so much mayhem and destruction, that it is not possible to say sane without this attitude. We are going into what is probably one of the biggest financial collapses of the last 200 years. It will equal the depression of the cities and more. If you cannot wash your hands of the affair, you cannot say that this is not my affair and his affair, the mayhem will squash you. If you have a vested interest in the outcome, you will not be one of those who witness that what is happening now is the natural balancing of an imbalance caused by unbridled greed. You will not be one of those reading the book, you'll be one of the characters in the plot, the plot of self-destruction. Be the spectator, not the fixer. Paradoxically, when you get this right, what you will do will in fact help to fix things profoundly. Because when you act, what you do is precise and surgical because you are his instrument. Then he can use you because you are not involved. You see that while you are trying to fix things, your nafs is involved. It is your own idea of what needs to happen. However, when you give up trying to be in charge of the thing and your heart has moved to do something, you can then do it unconditionally. He then acts through you. Then that one act is worth a thousand acts. That one act is like removing a single brick that causes the entire building to collapse. You have an efficiency of action when you have this approach because it is not you who throws, it is Allah who throws. May Allah grant us success on the path, may he grant us nearness to him, may he grant us annihilation in him, may he grant us death before we die. May Allah grant peace and blessings in our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As-salamu alaykum.